It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live presented by Cadillac, the official luxury vehicle of the New York football giants. It's Tuesday, November 14th. Thanks so much for being with us. My name is Madeline Burke alongside Howard Cross at Madeline Burke at Howard Cross 87. Uh, The phone number here is 201-939-4513 or you can find us on Twitter on X at hashtag Giants chat. And as a reminder, you can find the archive of this show and our entire podcast network on the Giants mobile app, podcast platforms everywhere, and at Giants.com slash podcast. Welcome to the show. It's Tuesday, friends. Uh, We got a little bit of a late start today, of course, because on Tuesdays we film uh, some TV segments in the studio, and then John and Sean have their little segments that bumps right up against us. So apologies to all listening live uh, for the delay here today. But you Mm -hmm. know what? We're getting going. We're getting started. Absolutely. And it's a Tuesday news day, Howard Cross. How are you feeling? Tired. I'm, I'm still. I'm still suffering from you know jet lag from the trip. I got home at 1:30 in the morning. I'm like, I'll just go get in bed and go to sleep. And the sun came up, and I was still sitting there looking. And I wasn't on my phone. Oh, I, I that's, was, that's 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 breaking what's, news. You know, breaking news. I was just. Like, You're on your phone most of this show. So I, <laughs> I'm looking for news. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> but okay. uh, but it, so it just was. I just didn't really recover like I thought I would. And then you had the audacity to go work out, and now you can't even drink water. I can't get the can't water lift your to water my bottle. Mouth. Just I am so old. This is what happens, <laughs> friends. You know, you spent a couple years away from the game, and now yeah, one day in the gym, and all of a sudden, oh, this water bottle feels heavy. Look, look that's it. That's it's not it. getting any close. I need a long straw. You're doing great. You're doing amazing. <laughs> you know what? This is the embodiment of. The struggle that we are all feeling, I think, so far this week. It was a tough one this weekend in Dallas. It was. It was. I thought it was tough. I thought that, you know, the defense did a good job in the very first few plays, stopping them on the on the, on the one-foot line or so, which was bad for the offense. Uh, but then, you know, they stopped them again, had a punt. But after that, it was just like they were, like, looking for, you know, oh, well, that guy is not a starter. Let me see if he can cover. And it, it went on from there. Yeah. It, in a game like that, too, it felt like Dallas – I mean – Dak walks away with 404 passing yards, four touchdowns, and doesn't even play the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, Cooper Rush comes in; they're still airing it out. When mm-hmm. they're throwing like that, it felt like it felt like almost like a college football game when a team is trying to not just win but win decisively and make it a statement. <laughs> I mean, that's between Dallas and Giants. And I'm not, I'm not saying that as a criticism; I'm saying that as an observation. No, like it's, yeah. it's Dallas and Giants. Like your job, you're paid professionals. You are tr- your job is to stop us. If you can't stop us. And then we're going to keep scoring. And, like, I don't think they were doing something necessarily like trying to run the score up, so to speak. I just think they would just continue to play football. When you put your second and third team guys in and you're still having success, like, do you, what do you do? Start running the ball into the middle every time into a cloud of dust? No, because somebody can get hurt. Continue yeah. to run your offense. Exactly. Exactly. Keep running the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? We're turning the page now because week 11, we've got another division opponent at Washington. Three straight road games. This one's a little bit closer, though. Uh, just a train ride away to okay. Washington. Right. How are you feeling about this travel? Uh, I'm feeling got mixed emotions because I will be flying out to ND to uh, see my son. It'll be senior day. Mm. Uh, and he's actually going to stay an extra year, So, which is funny. But that that is awesome. But he is going to walk on senior day. 
I'm going to, uh, you know, he asked me to come and join him on the field to congratulate him. The game starts at 3.30. Wow. So I got to leave right around halftime or so, get in the car, drive back to Chicago, get on a plane to get to Washington. So my travel is going to be rough this weekend. Brutal. And breaking news, you heard it here first, perhaps, that Howard Cross is staying at Notre Dame <laughs> for there, another year. There he is. There he is. There it is. There it is. Master's um, degree coming. Look yeah. Look at that. Look yeah. at that. Happy for him. Happy yeah. for the young Cross. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but you know what? You'll be making your way out to Washington, much like the rest of this Giants team. This is a team that they just saw in week seven. It's week. 11 now so mm-hmm. four games ago absolutely um the way that washington has been playing though since week seven feels a little bit different you know howell is the most sacked quarterback in the nfl mm-hmm. uh but in the last three weeks only been sacked seven times okay. um their offense has been you know putting up at least 356 yards and has put up 76 points over the last three weeks their mm-hmm. offense has been clicking um but you know, you look at the way these two teams matched up. Number one, the Giants going against Washington seems like such a, a matchup in which the Giants have had the number of this team. You know, they've won okay. the last two. Mm-hmm. Um, week week seven, Giants had six sacks and an interception in yep. that game. The defense was really coming together. Yep. Yes, the Giants have lost Leonard Williams since then. But yes, the Commanders have also lost Chase Young and Montez Sweat since then. Mm-hmm. How different do you think that this game is going to look than week seven? Or do you think it's going to be kind of one of those pick up where you left off? This is the matchup. I think it's going to be a very interesting game. I think that, you know, if if the Giants, even though I don't know where Trayvon's going to be by that time, Thibodeau, if he's. Kayvon. Kayvon. I keep calling him Trayvon. I don't know why. Kayvon. I like Trayvon. I think it's a better name. Well, that's not his name. (laughs) I guess I get the K and the T mixed up. Anyway. Yeah. Both of them are his initials. Thibodeau. (laughs) Yeah. But it. I think that if he is back and he really enjoys playing against the Washington football team or the commanders or whatever they're called these days, he plays well against them. I think that's great. I think that uh, Dex will have a good game against them. Problem is, is that who's going to be playing in the secondary? You know, if Banks is unable to be there and be be that guy, right? Uh, if uh, Flot is out and can't be that guy, Adoree, well, of course, Adore's, met missed last week with a concussion. Adoree's out, so now your three top corners are watching against the quarterback who leads the league in passing yards, because of course he's the only one who's of the top. He, you know, he's played ten games, and Tua mm-hmm. and CJ or CJ Stroud is number two. Tua is number three. They've only played nine games, but yeah. still. Sam Howell leading the NFL in passing yards. So that's what you're dealing with for for this game. You're dealing with you're you're, you're dealing with you're limping in, and you're gonna, the guys that are playing are going to have to find a way to be great. That means what does Wink do? Does Wink bring the extra pressure to try to get to him, or does Wink you know put more guys in coverage to try to you know prevent them from getting more yards at, you know yards after the catch? That's going to be an interesting thing from an offensive standpoint. Uh, the offensive line is playing a little bit better. They're they're not giving up ten, seven, eight, nine sacks a game. They're 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 playing a little better. They're playing a little stronger. I like that. I think uh, the the big deal is going to be, you know, Devito and Saquon. Can can Devito can they risk letting him run a little bit? Because mm-hmm. if he runs a little bit, it takes a little more pressure off of Saquon. If Saquon gets going a little bit, then it takes pressure off of everything. So it's, that's that's going to be the biggest moment in the game is can they find a way to get Saquon going and will they risk letting DeVito, you know, carry the ball out, you know, which he did a couple times in the game. 
and it, it, it helps with the it helps with the flow of the game from the the way they're calling their plays, the way this offense kind of runs. Right. But if he runs, he puts himself in danger. Well, and you mm. look at the way I mean, Saquon had 13 carries last week, 66 yards, mm-hmm. and yes, Dallas hasn't given up a hundred yard rusher yet this season. But had he gotten 25, 30 carries? Yeah, but it, you have to like if you're going to get the carries, you got to do something on the first down. The, right. the problem they were having last week was the interior line was getting beat pretty soundly by their Dallas's interior defensive line, and that stopped all the runs almost instantly. And they were 0 for 12 on third down. Yeah, and then they started running towards the edges in the second half. Uh, and the reason why that was working, I, I would think, is because Dallas had you know pass defense personnel in mostly. Right. And so that would that would kind of loosen up uh, who was coming up to stop the run, and that helped help them gain yards in the game. The, this game, they're going to have to figure out a way. The strength of the the, the Washington defense is their interior D lineman. Well, perhaps, but I mean, you know, this Jack Del Rio defense still 21st in rushing yards allowed, 28th in average yards per rush in the league. Okay. So <clears throat> while they have some strong pieces in there, they mm-hmm. still do give up the plays. On the edges, yes. On the do. edges. Yep. And you know what? It happens. Yep. Um 201-939-4513 is the phone number. We've got phone lines starting to fill up. Let's get to some callers while we have them here. Uh Cliff in New York is on line one. Cliff, you're on Big Blue Kickoff Live with Madeline and Howard. How's it going? Hey guys, thanks for taking the call. Um I'm curious about the uh, uh, internal defensive line, um, especially, I, I think, Madeline, you know where DJ Davidson came to us from, right? ASU. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was feeling really good about his signing, and I felt really bad when he got hurt, and, and then he's back, and I thought I saw him doing really well uh, a few weeks ago, and then not, and I wasn't sure if he was even on the field, and then I saw him in the frame one time, uh, in the uh, bad game last week, uh, looked like he almost got there. Is is he supposed to be able to apply pressure up the middle? Because I know on the quarterback, because I I know we didn't sign Ashawn Robinson and um, Nacho, uh, thinking they could do that. They were supposed to fill in for the run so that when Howard was working the sideline, he didn't see <laughs> the devastation that would happen when when uh, Leonard and and uh, Dexter went out of the game. So um, I was looking for some clarification on that. And also, um, I mean, are they expecting that from him? Uh, is, does he have the potential? If not him, is there somebody else? And uh, um, and uh, I would just like to start with that. Well, I'll be honest with you. Like The way that they had the defense designed, you had Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, and they were playing about 70% of the plays. So that, that – they forced. Uh, they played well together. They knew each other's movements, so to speak, and they were able to quote unquote put pressure on quarterbacks. Make sure there was not a double team every time on Dexter. Uh, it made Thibodeau a better player because you couldn't get to him. He could move out a little bit to protect against the you know not to protect against the run because you couldn't really run against Dex and Leonard. Uh, the other guys that they brought in, um, not counting the draft pick, they brought in to give these guys a rest so they can come out of the game and take a couple breathers, you know, a couple plays off. Uh, the young man that you're speaking of was drafted. Um, he was also drafted, to, you know, hopefully to develop in something m- much better. Mm-hmm. But he's drafted in, at that moment like, okay, well, you're big, you're strong, you can help stop the run. Yeah. And, you know, and if you if you get to the quarterback, that's a bonus. But you definitely can help stop the run. 
So when you're asking, if, is he going to be in and be able to quote unquote get up the field and, and go get the um, go get the quarterback? I'm going to say he has all the potential in the world to do it, but that's not probably why they drafted him when they were drafting him because they had different plans at the beginning of the year when they when the draft was going around. And he do he does have that skill and that ability. We saw him doing that at college, but again, mm-hmm. co- doing that in college is very different than doing that in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And they haven't really put him in that position, like you said, uh, as frequently as they have, say, an Sean Robinson or someone like that to be filling in. DJ Davidson is still kind of on that peripheral of yeah. that spot. And he's I, a huge guy. He's got a lot of raw talent, but I think he's still developing. Yeah, and I think that he's going to get more opportunities. And, yes. I, and I just think because right now the Giants are going to try to get better in some positions and try to get, you know, see what they got in some guys. And they're going to try to – they want to win games. I don't want anybody to think they're not trying to win games. But they got to show improvement as they go. And the way to do that, you got to start checking who can do and who can't do things. Right. Yeah, well, uh, it, it sounds like there's some hope for him uh, sh- showing some improvement in the next few games if he gets the opportunities then to be able to, to do that that particular thing. Well, he'll, he'll get his opportunities, believe me. Yeah. Well, because uh, I got really lit up about how good the defense looked a few weeks ago uh, for several weeks in a row, and I – I got so excited, I started comparing them to defenses of the past, and and uh, and then I with, with the loss of Leonard, which I totally supported. I understood why they had to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, with the loss of Leonard, though, I mean, that really <laughs> it reminded me that when when I was a big fan of anybody's defense in the past, it, it it you would always not hear about the guys that counted the most in making that happen, <laughs> which was the two internal defensive linemen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, both, I mean, both, both of those guys are pro bowlers, though, so that's that's pretty much what, when you take one of the pro bowlers out, that you get gets a different look. So totally, absolutely, yeah. Well, I just wish us the best of luck in uh, restoring some level of pressure up the middle, because without that, uh, I'm still going to watch every game, and uh, you know, and I hope we have some corners. By the way, is Aaron Robinson still on the team? A Rob? Yeah, no. Yeah. He's, no, he's in. Uh... Hold on, remind me. They, they let him go when he he was hurt. He was hurt, but then he's. Where is he now? I thought he was still. Well, if he's not with yeah. us, that's all I want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, I think he's. I mean, he might be on injured reserve still, but yeah. He might, if he's still injured, then he. But he yeah. No, he's gone. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Uh, all right. <clears throat> but yeah. Well. There's well, a lot of looking... injuries right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the beginning of the year, and then I'll let you go, uh, uh, when we were making some predictions, uh, I was asking, did, did we think we had some depth finally? You know, depth was the big project going back to Gettleman's first year. Yep. And and, and, and uh, did we think we had the depth to survive some injuries? And the answer was yes. But I, I guess maybe the extent of the injuries was, was more than that. What do you think? Oh, that's real easy. No one expected to be on your third quarterback by now. No one expected to be, you know, to have at one point in the game uh, five guys that are not playing their position on the offensive line and having two practice squad guys playing, trying to trying to figure it out, and then bringing guys in from from other teams and off the, and off the couch to play. So, yeah, I think they've ran through the 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 injury pool pretty pretty sufficiently, and it's you know, and you're going to see we we kind of came back from it from the offensive line standpoint. You're starting to see guys. I think Evan Neal's down now, but most of the guys are in, in their position. Then you look at the defense, and all of a sudden, Thibodeau's got, got a concussion. Adoree has a concussion. Banks has an ankle. Flott has a shoulder. 
uh, that's not looking very promising. So, like, when guys start getting nicked up in the back end and you're hoping they can come back and hopefully they can play, that that adds to a lot of problems and a lot of questions for, for them. They're, you know, But what I always tell people, that gives other guys another chance to play. Uh, may not be, You may not be a starter, but now you get a chance to try to, quote, unquote, make yourself some money because if you do well enough, somebody else will be wanting to talk to you at the end of the year. Absolutely. Thank you, right, Cliff. Thanks, Cliff, thanks so much for the call. Appreciate you taking the time. Big Blue Kickoff Live, 201-939-4513 is the phone number. First, want to remind you guys all that make sure you go and subscribe to the Giants Huddle podcast. It features long-form interviews with Giants players, coaches, and front office staff, past and present. Plus, hear from the best analysts covering Big Blue and the NFL. Search for Giants Huddle and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or Go to Giants.com slash podcasts. And don't forget, if you are on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star positive review for our Giants podcast. Let us know what you think. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, we are here for it. Uh, good stuff from Cliff. Thanks so much again for the call. As we go back to the phone lines, again, 201-939-4513 is the phone number. Jamal in Dallas, you're on Big Blue Kickoff Live with Madeline and Howard. How's, how's it going, Jamal? How y'all doing? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. I'm just fighting for being at the game this past Sunday. Um, we have a family tradition. My family, this is the funny part. Our family's from the back east, and they're all cowboy fans. And Ooh. I always tell them my, my dad raised me right, and my aunts and uncles raised them wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, and you're now a Giants fan in Dallas. The struggle well, is Well, I've been a Giants fan. I've been all over. I'm a military brat. But my parents are city kids. They're from the city. Mm-hmm. They raised me a giant fan, so that's how it is. But no, my so I just saw that Ken Dorsey just got fired. Not that I'm advocating for him to come to the Giants, <laughs> but I'm wondering. I'm wondering though. My concern is, you know, when we're having the type of season that we were having um, last year was the outlier, the outlier, outlier season, mm-hmm. right? But I, not that we need to see change, but. I want to know what change possibly can happen. I know we're not getting rid of Sean and they, um, Dabble, Dable um, and stuff like that, but do we need to change some offensive philosophy with our OC? Um, I like Wink. I really do like Wink, even for Baltimore days. Mm-hmm. I always felt like he had a tough, aggressive, physicality defense, and I don't think he's a problem. However, I do believe uh, when you have new headquarters, I mean, new coordinators, head coach, I do believe you need like someone who has kind of that NFL coaching experience in one of those roles. Uh, what I mean by coaching experience, head coaching experience, mm. to help the new coach come along and stuff like that. Um, sometimes, but I'm just wondering, like, where? where yeah, I'm just, I just see it because I'm, I'm gonna talk about the play. Our offensive creativity is terrible. Like, there is no reason why on that fourth and goal, <laughs> and we well, we. If it was supposed to be an RPO, it was a terrible RPO. Okay. <laughs> and the fact that we handed the ball straight to Saquon in the middle of that hole where we know we're kind of weak in that area, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like, like just kick the point. Just kick the field goal. <laughs> if that was your best player. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if it was the best player or not, and I don't know if it was an RPO or if they were handing it off or something else. But, the, like, you know, plays don't work. If the play works, it's a great play. If the play doesn't work, it's a terrible play. If he throws a pass – uh, and he gets batted down or intercepted, it's a terrible play. If he throws a pass and it's a touchdown, it's a great play. Uh, if he kicks the field goal, 
I've heard fans uh, just recently say, like, well, you didn't need the field goal. There was nothing you could do at that point. You got to go for the points. I'm like, but you didn't get the points, and you're complaining. Right. Like, like, so I'm like, at least we would have had something. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're trying to figure something out. So, you know, my view of it is I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm not conservative at whatsoever, but my view of it is I want to see progress in certain ways and any time mm-hmm. I can. So me, I would have took the points, came back and tried to rally uh, to see what else we could do. Uh, and talk about okay, well, what what are our options when we get down there? Uh, but when you got the quarterback, that's a rookie quarterback, and it's not Devito's fault by any stretch of the imagination. But right. when you have a rookie quarterback uh, that's coming in with that kind of a defense and that maybe that kind of pressure, you you got to you know pick your poison. Um, the yeah. last thing to want, last thing you want to do is try to throw it in the end zone and he intercepts it and runs it back. Uh, right, we've right. Had, we've had some of that. Yeah, got to have some years. But I do have something so. I listened to y'all take off the call mm-hmm. about the coaching stuff and all that and Ken Dorsey being fired. And I'm not saying talk about people getting fired, but what are some – like, we got to do something. But we've now did some questions with some of our players getting upset, getting frustrated, which is fine. You know, I played the game. Mm-hmm. I played at Norfolk State in Virginia. Okay. You know, so I, I get the game. I understand the emotion. I was a high emotional player. You know, so I was always the one that had to be calmed down by a coach or from a <laughs> teammate. But I'm starting. But we're starting to see this a lot more throughout. And I get it. The losing does that. It creates that in a way, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to be on you. But I just want to make sure all the players okay. Like, are we, like I know that we were talking with McKinney last week and stuff like that. Like, is the locker room good, or are we in, are we in some type of friction? Well, Jamal, I think, and thank you so much for the call. I appreciate that. I, I think that one of the things that you want to see when a team is not doing well when a team is struggling is frustration right mm-hmm. if if you saw the sideline everyone was just oh hum hunky dory you know it's fine you wouldn't want people to be okay with <laughs> mediocrity okay with things that aren't going well and that passion that fire that that conversation in a heated way is is more passion i think i mean darius slayton was talking about this he's like yeah we're, i mean we're fine we're teammates we're Yes, we have moments where we get heated, but that's because they're in the trenches together and they're fired up over this stuff too. And I, I think to your point as well about having coordinators with head coaching experience, how quickly we forget Brian Dable was the coach of the year last year, right? <laughs> this is a this is a guy who knows how to coach. He has been coaching for 22 years. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I I think yes, this is a season that is a bit of anomal a bit of an anomaly. As much as last year exceeded expectations, this year did not meet expectations. That being said, you know, I don't I don't think we start need to start okay, well, who's this, who's that, whatever. Ken Dorsey, very talented coach. I'm sure he will land somewhere quite soon. Well, I, I will say this. Like uh, I said this before the season started, it says if healthy, we'll have a chance to win some games. Right. That's what I said. And, well, and we haven't really been healthy. And availability really is the best ability <laughs> because if so, you're not on the field, it's hard to win a game. Yeah, so well, it, it's, it's not just, uh, you know, your coach is coaching the games to, you know, he wants to score points, he wants to win, <clears throat> and he's coaching like that. Like, like mm-hmm. I said, like, there there are guys out there that, that were probably developmental guys yeah. uh, that are having to play major roles in games. Uh, that doesn't mean they're not pros. It just means that they haven't played major roles now. And well, when, you, when you have to play a major role, you got to uptick a long way. You can't be like, okay, I, I think I know what I'm doing. To like, okay, I know what I'm doing. You got to anticipate things, and the anticipation of certain things is, is what what they're lacking because this is not their role, right? You know, and, and they know what to do. This, like I said, but it's the difference between knowing what to do and anticipating what's going to happen. 
that's the big moment. Well, and it's like you can't judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. You know, like you got you got somebody what? exactly. You can't judge a fish by his ability to climb a tree because that's not a skill set. And okay. you know what? If you've got a squirrel in the starting role and then you got a fish in the backup, it's just a little yes, bit of a different. Yes. You know, I, it I makes sense if you sure. don't think about it. Um, but here's the deal. <laughs> but here's the other thing too. I mean, it's like you look across the league. You look at the Jets, for example, just across town. Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron Rodgers, they had this offense built for a a, sushi, a, a culinary Michelin star chef. <laughs> and then you bring in somebody who's a, a cook at best, who can make, you know, make himself chicken cutlets if he needs to. So, so you're saying it's a very you, different you skill went set. from Michelin star to Taco Bell. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, you know, not quite, but like maybe Chipotle, you know, like a little. But what I'm saying is, is so it takes some time to curtail the scheme, the system that to, 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 to meet. Killing me. You're welcome. To meet the skill set of the players you currently have on the field because you build this scheme you build this offense you build this defense around the players that you anticipate to be on the field and then when you have to sub them out because of injuries because of whatever it's like okay well this person doesn't have the skill set that the person in front of them has that we built this to their strength mm-hmm. so okay this is what i think i think and, and i'm and i'm not gonna use okay. it, i'm not gonna use any analogies this this is what happens it's more fun if you do I, I believe that that the guys that are playing are playing the, the best they can they're playing at the top level of their abilities mm-hmm. and i think that absolutely when, and i think that when you're playing against a guy that may be a pro bowler in front of you you're going to look like you're playing at the best of your abilities he's playing the best of his abilities it just happens. It looks like that when you're in coverage. It looks like that when you're trying to block somebody in front of you that's just a lot better than you. It just looks like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're dealing with. Right. Now, how do you get around it? How do you coach against it? You might get two plays that are going to work. You might get three plays that are going to work. But then they're going to get you on the very next play. Mm-hmm. And it just it just happens. Saquon is a phenomenal back. And he, he can make a couple guys miss. But if there are three guys in the backfield, the third guy gets him. So that's what you're going to deal with until, like, they can, you know, you can go back to day one of training camp and say, we're doing day one of installations, and now we're going to run our games from there. But that becomes extraordinarily predictable, and teams load up and stop it. Yeah. You have to, like, you know, try to find little things that guys can improve on and do well. That's the only thing you have. And I tell people that, I'm like, you can want them to be something greater, but they're gonna give you all they got, and you can be like, man, that guy, hmm. And you know, if they give you something, they show a couple things. All of a sudden, they get a chance to be back. Right. If they don't show anything, not only they're not back next year, they might not be in the league next year. Yeah. So they're playing for their lives too. So I understand how fans feel. I, I want guys to do better, and I want want there to be more plays. And I talked at nauseum about the fourth down play. Should they have kicked the field goal? Should they have did this? Like, no, you don't kick the field goal because if you kick the field goal, it doesn't do anything for the game. At that point, it was 7 nothing. Yeah, it's there's a big difference between a goose egg and points on the board. Yeah, but, you know, you didn't really – you didn't know. And, but, you and, know, but and then, you know, perhaps – 17 points by the end of the game – was a major improvement. But also, and you know, you think about the last time that the Giants played Dallas and that first time they went for the field goal and it was blocked and ran back for a touchdown. So maybe I'm you're like, thinking, mm, like I don't know if we want to go there again. Yeah, so like it's just so, a, it's a lot of stuff that you got to think about. And, and hindsight uh, is always twenty twenty. 100%. 100%. 100% indeed. Giants fans, join us Sunday, November 19th at Hair of the Dog in Manhattan to watch the Giants take on Washington. Enjoy Modelo drink specials, meet a Giants legend, and enter a raffle to win game tickets and more. Visit Giants.com slash bar network to learn more. It's Big Blue Kickoff Live on Tuesday, November 14th. Madeline Burke and Howard Cross, 201-939-4513 is the phone number. What? Ken Dorsey is the guy that was coaching Josh Allen. Yeah, the offensive coordinator for the Bills. 
And they were suggesting that we should call him up. Why? That's a question for the caller that was no longer <laughs> oh, on the line. Not that I think anything. I think Howard had like a late landing realization. He's I'm like, like oh, wait, like, wait a, a minute. minute. Like Ken Dorsey was the guy who was coaching Josh. Like, if if you got that guy and you can't get it going, like, why would we? Anyway, go ahead. My bad. I mean, go Josh Allen's got the struggles going on. He's got ten interceptions. What is it? This I don't know. He's a lot. Again, that that's not my. I, I can't. I'm worried about my guys. Yeah. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Let's go back to the phone lines. Vinny in Florida is on line one. Vinny, you're on the on Big Blue Kickoff Live with Madeline and Howard. Hey, Madeline and Howard. I talked to you guys last week. Good to hey, hear from you, Vinny. Guys to talk about. Thank you. Hopefully, you, na- you remember the name Vinny, which I'm sure you don't. How could we not? <laughs> How could we not, Vinny? There you go. Hey, wanted to make just a couple comments. I mean, this year is one of those years that. Unfortunately, it happens too much to uh, Giant fans. But I want to make a comment about the defense, first of all, giving up 600 or so yards. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's a product of the offense. Three and out, three and out, three and out, four and out. And you just get tired. I mean, I just saw there was, you know, they came out of the game and stopped them on goal line. Granted, you know, Dallas is Dallas, but... I don't think we should be giving up on the defense at all. But that said, I remember back in the 80s when we drafted LT and mm-hmm. we had you know, some solid players. I used to see him, if I remember correctly, he willed games. You know, if we needed a sack, he got a sack. And if he needed to disrupt or cause a fumble, he caused a fumble. He willed teams. And, you know, I don't think we're, we've got a player like that besides Dexter Lawrence on. I don't I don't know, but I'm curious before I get to the next point, what are your thoughts on on having a vocal defensive guy that can bring out the best in other players and help them overachieve when the team is underachieving. Well you got you, you're talking about two different things. You're talking about is there a player kinda like L T that can do that can will something to happen. There are no players like L T. The league has been looking for another L T since L T left the league. Uh, that's one. As far as vocal players, you have players that are out there that are, you know, they're not put the focus in the camera on them because the Giants aren't winning, but there are guys that are like you know, trying to drive home. Let's get it done. If if it's not McKinney, it's Dexter. If it's not Dexter, it's, it's you know, it's Bobby out there in the middle. Like mm-hmm. the, these guys are trying mm-hmm. their best to, you know, make sure everything is happening in the right place and in the right space. But the, like I said, it's about the it's about the Moes and the Joes, and some of the Moes and the Joes aren't 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 out there right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, and then the other thing I wanted to mention, getting on the offense. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, everyone's calling for. Dable's head. I, I think we all need to settle down for that. Look at how the Bills are doing. Didn't Dable call the plays for the Bills two years ago? Mm-hmm. They've kind of taken a step back, which I think is a credit to his talent as a coach that, that um, you know, they haven't performed like everyone expected them because they've been looked at as, as a perennial contender for the Super Bowl, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So, so I think that's you know it's something that people have to be aware of. It's it's like no team. I mean, I remember when the Jets lost Vinny Testaverde in the first game of the year that year. They went from hot and heavy like they did this year with Aaron Rodgers to playoffs to hey we're going to struggle without this guy. 
you, you just can't roll without Andrew Thomas, without Saquon, without Daniel Jones. But I just want to say one thing. One thing about um, Daniel Jones, I I think he needs to get better at a, at pocket awareness. I I I watch a lot of games. I see Mahomes now. Granted, Mahomes is a special guy, but I think I see Mahomes when there's two, three seconds in the pocket. He kind of takes a step and and gets away from looking at the receivers, but he looks at the line and where he's got to go to buy more time. And I think Daniel's fast enough to be able to buy more time if he thinks through that. Hey, I'm too, I'm here two and a half seconds. I'm either going to get crunched or I got to get out of here. Take a quick look and then decide: Do you run left? Do you run right? Or do you run for the yardage? Because a lot of times Mahomes will run for the yardage. A lot of times he'll run for the space to buy more times. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times he'll he'll run for the space and then say, hey, this isn't working and let me run. It'd be great to see Daniel do that because I think he's got the speed and he's definitely smart enough to be able to do it if, if, if he's taught right. And, you know, the other thing comes with, you know, under the pressure can you perform and think like he should. Well, I think the problem. So, I think the problem with Daniel wasn't that he, he, he was uh, pocket awareness. I think he was getting hit sometimes before he could take his third step. And, right. and when you're getting hit before your third step, then you know you're having a hard time. The other thing that he has that 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 is an issue is that sometimes, especially on twist and blitz, sometimes a guy that's coming free is supposed to be blocked, or at least yeah. slowed down. Mm-hmm. And if that guy's not slowed down, he's coming free. Like the play when he got hurt when he got hurt against. Uh, I forget Seattle. They hurt his neck. That guy comes off the corner. That guy's supposed to be blocked. He's, yeah, he's, that not, was whiplash. Yeah, so like that's 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 what he dealt with, and he dealt with it mainly because not so the offense line was struggling, but also Saquon wasn't in the game. So that so now there's no focus on somebody running out of the backfield, somebody getting dumped down to some something happening. The focus is on, okay, just watch Daniel because he's going to try to run eventually mm-hmm. and let's get after him. And if you don't score early in the game and, and find some way to put some points on the board uh, and it gets to the point where you're down two touchdowns, everybody's like, okay, well, they got to throw it now because they don't throw it. They can't get back in the game. And when you pin yeah. your ears back, if you're having a hard time to begin to stop them in regular downs in situation where you're just throwing it because you have to try to get back in the game, that's no opportunity for, for an offensive line to struggle. Yeah. It just isn't. Yeah, that's good feedback. Mm-hmm. Hey, I just want to see over the next couple of weeks when you know when we're in games with mid-level teams that we compete, I'd like to see them play Tommy DeVito until Tyrod is back because they got to decide, hey, should he be a practice squad quarterback and then their emergencies get up, or, or is it just like, you know, Hey, we need we need a better caliber playoff playoff caliber, uh, not playoff caliber, but yeah. But um, you know, hey, we don't expect two quarterbacks. I, I to totally, go down, I but. totally understand. That. I think, I think Devito will do better this week. I think that the, like I said, they've gotten rid of their pass rushers on, from Washington. They're, they're major guys off the edge, and I think that they're gonna, you know, squeeze it down in the middle to try to keep those two or three guys off the quarterback. If they can do that, he'll have a little time to throw the ball. Then it's gonna be onus is gonna be on the receivers then to you know really speed up their get route, open. speed up their routes and get open. So you know and like with Hyatt. Also being down, we didn't even mention yeah, him. Yeah, Hyatt left the game last week with, with a concussion. Con- with a concussion. Uh, oh, it, I you know, know it's going to have to be. Is Slayton going to be able to get down the field? Uh, mm-hmm. Is he? Is he the only deep threat? If he's the only deep threat, then they're going to like focus on Slayton going down the field. So everybody else is going to pick up their game just a little bit 
to figure out a way to quote unquote get open. It's maybe intermediate passes, which I prefer uh, when a quarterback is trying to you know get off the snide, so to speak, and trying to get yeah. his get his confidence and his legs under him. But if it's down the field, somebody's got to be willing to you know he's got to let it go early, and those guys got to be running yeah. running to get there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll give Tommy DeVito some credit in that he's been nothing but accountable, mm-hmm. and he he owned that game against Dallas. He didn't, you know, blame it on, hey, I'm a rookie. He owned it and said what he should have done. And you know what? When we're in a position, <laughs> you know, I, I, I like listening to the post game. I like listening to all the different shows you all produce there. Mm-hmm. Shows you what kind of boring life I have. <laughs> hey, we appreciate you, Vinny. Uh, Thanks not, so much bored. for tuning you're in. You're just informed. You're informed <laughs> and you're entertained. Are you not entertained? Yeah. <laughs> All righty. I appreciate you guys. You have a good one. We'll Thank go appreciate it. Thanks so much for the call again this week, Vinny. Uh, always a pleasure. I mean, that, uh, he Vinny makes a really good point, too, especially about um, DeVito being so poised. And, I mean, you, you're a rookie undrafted quarterback getting your first NFL start against the Dallas Cowboys in <laughs> Dallas. Like, that's... That's a tall task. This isn't, Man, you know, that's something you've watched your whole Bengals. life. Yeah. This isn't, you know, like a a smaller market team. This is a big market team. This is a team that calls themselves America's team. This is, <laughs> this is the Dallas Cowboys. You're going into there in a big rivalry between the Giants and the Cowboys. Devito was poised. He was confident. And like Vinny mentioned as well in the post game presser, he held his own. He kind of took that accountability. He was mature. And th- these are all the attributes that you want to see from a quarterback, from a young quarterback. That being said. You know he's still got some some learning curves and some some lessons to uh, to learn on the field. I think Devito did a good job in that aspect, but I also think that you know uh, I, I have people talk to me all week long. Hey, you've got a Jersey kid in there. You know it's, it's going to be good to see how how he how he plays. I'm like, you do realize we're playing Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, well, you know he, he has a chance if he just if he just does this this and this. I'm like, okay. I said. Everybody has to be on at the same time to make sure we can help him out, mm-hmm. and that's and that's what you're looking at. So yeah, he did a good job. He did a great job in the interview. He did he did a decent enough job in the game. He got the ball out. He wasn't you know turning it over every down or something like that. Uh, he wasn't taking a tremendous amount of sacks because he he had time and he was scrambling, got a few yards that way. Um, the question is going to be like when he has an opportunity to get it back down the red zone, how can you find a way to make just make one play? Yeah, you, you don't have to make five. You don't have to make just make one play. If you get one play correct, then all of a sudden you get a, you might have a chance for a touchdown. And he did that. He, he made the one play. Mm-hmm. Um, the call was right. The, the the tight end got on the edge and got to the touchdown. Cage did a great job. You just got to have the one play, and it's and it's got to work. Uh, and it can't be, hey, the ball comes out, the guy didn't catch it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's that's just part mm-hmm. of. It. So everybody has to be at best on their p's and q's in that moment. And I think that he's you know. I'm not saying he's going to change the world, but he, he has a chance to improve on his skills week in and week out. He knows more this week than he did last week. Mm-hmm. He, he, knows, he knew more last week than he did the week before. Uh, the game is great when you're studying it. The game is better when you're practicing it, and the game is really good when you start to play it. And you, you'll find out all your abilities pretty quickly. And it's a very different opponent this week than last. The mm-hmm. Washington Commanders is a very different team. Uh, to go against than the Dallas Cowboys. So we will see how he continues to evolve. Um, pull in form. Pull in form, indeed. Giants fans, 2023 NFL schedule is officially out. Single game tickets are on sale now. Don't miss the Giants at MetLife Stadium this season. Visit Giants.com slash tickets to secure your seat today. And 
Giants fans, you can take your fandom to the next level with a season ticket membership. You can stay connected to the club all year round, not just on game days. Memberships are now available for the 2023 season. To learn more about all the exclusive member benefits, visit Giants.com slash tickets. Limited inventory is still available. Mm. 201-939-4513 is the phone number. It's Big Blue Kickoff Live on Tuesday, November 14th, as we head back to the phone lines. Howard, we've got Tony in Brooklyn on the line. Tony, Tony what's happening? You're on BBKL with Madeline and Howard. Thank you, Madeline. Thank you, Howard. Uh, I got many great memories, you know, Howard, of you and the team, you know, back uh, in 90, right, in the Super Bowl run. But um, what I wanted to mention is I, I went out to the Vegas game. I spent the week's salary, took my family out there, mm-hmm. and it was one of the most difficult games I've ever seen in the 60 years that I've been a giant fan. And, um, you know, two things that I have questions about, I, I try to keep answering in my own head, and I want to ask you is, um, you know, what is the issue with the injuries? I mean, personally, when I look at the Giants, and I think back even in the years that we were bad, we were always a tough team. Mm-hmm. You know, even if teams were coming in to play us, right, They we may not win, but they were coming out going into the ice bath the next day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's not the case now. Like, it seems like every snap, we're backing up. We're running for our lives. You know, I do personally feel that the loss of Leonard Williams kind of was a, a, a punch, a gut punch to, mm-hmm. you know, the team itself. And uh, I just am searching for answers because uh, in 60 years, right, I've never seen us in this position. Even mm-hmm. living through Joe Pisacic, you know, uh, <laughs> They call it the miracle. It wasn't a miracle. The miracle of the metal. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. I, I think yeah. a lot. I think a lot of it is like you know, and this is just me being a, non, a non-medical person, and I say this all the time, and I'll repeat it again. I think you, it's like boxing. Uh, when you're when you're getting ready to have a fight, you have to spar. You have to spar a lot in order to like get down the technique of the other guy and learn how to protect yourself. How to, what you're trying to do, what your game plan is. When somebody's leaning and hugging and grabbing and pulling and all this stuff, and that's how you protect yourself from when you're in the fight. Uh, we played for years, and I'm and I'm not saying that the the new medical world is different, but what we're doing now, we're on, we're in the media. We're, you've got us uh, via web. Uh, there are other people, other avenues to reach out. To, we're talking constantly about the teams. Where you know you're digesting football, 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 football. Mm-hmm. And part of digesting football, 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 people have comments. Mm-hmm. And people have thoughts, and the thoughts and the comments are starting to seep back into "quote unquote" what the football is doing. So, a few years ago, right after I retired, they started "quote unquote" dialing back some of the practices and trying to, oh, we got to prote- mm. we got to protect guys in practice. I'm like, I played a long time, played hard, never got hurt in practice. Mm-hmm. No, not yeah. I, I can remember. I can that- remember one guy out of my 20 plus years of playing football to get hurt in practice. One. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we do see guys get hurt in practice, especially with the non-contact injuries. I mean, how many Again, guys? Again, that's non-contact. But that's, they yeah. didn't They didn't happen back then. Yeah. And it's because, That's a great insight. Yeah, because people were just leaning on each other. You were hitting yeah. each other. And your, your body, I th- and, I, and, I, and I think it's attributed to, I think a lot of people trained for, and I'm not saying this, I'm not trying to, you know, kill anybody's training regiments. But I think a lot of people train for the quote-unquote combine. And that kind of training, right. oh, it gets their 40 times down. It makes them faster. It makes them more mm. explosive. You can bench it, more. You can, can do yeah. all these different things. But it's do not, all the Instagram flexes yeah, and how much but, they can squat. Yeah, it's not, it's not always football-related. Right. And I think that that's, you know, that's something that people 
want to do it. When teams see a team that's doing a lot of football-related workouts, players might shy away from it. Like, I don't want to do that. I, I remember players, and I, won't call, I won't call any names, people didn't like doing cleans and, and squats and snatches and stuff. And somebody goes, what, what good, what does that have to do with football? It is that it increases your hand strength, it increases your shoulder strength, and it, increase, and it increases your explosion. They're like, yeah, but what does it have to do with football? <laughs> so yeah, like, that's a great point. Right? So like, that's a great point. So you get, right, yeah, when you get veteran players saying, I don't need to practice that much, mm. and then they negotiate it away, this is what you're left with. You get a lot of non-contact injuries because you're not practicing at full speed, you're not hitting, you're not doing anything. And the moment that you jump and cut, something pops yeah mm-hmm. got it Th- thank you so much that's such a great insight you know may i ask one other question of course Absolutely. tony okay thank you you know um so i'm thinking back to the game with the jets right okay. and it was 28 seconds left right you know it's fourth and one right i think it was and uh we decided to kick the field goal with a kicker who hurt and missed the field goal earlier mm-hmm. was a little banged up mm-hmm. and uh instead of right when saquon was running good or your defense is playing good instead of going for it now my question is did analytics play into that at all and i'm just wondering like are people getting away from their gut too much and focusing on what the analysts are saying instead I know. I think what happened in that, in that spot was that I don't think they knew how hurt he was. Yeah. You know, I think they thought uh. that I think they thought that the first kick, the ball kind of dribbled a little bit on the ground, and he kind of like did a quick hitch before he kicked, and then the second kick, he he had it, but he, but you know, everybody says like, well, he could have. I'm like, he couldn't have done anything because the guy jumped over the line and he was right in line for him. If he kicks it straight, it, they're going to block it and run him. Run it back in the Giants to be chasing them from behind. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, he had two moments there, like the the slow hitch thing, and then the him pulling it to try to get it around the guy that jumped over the line, which is still amazing that you can do that kicking the ball. Right. <laughs> but, which uh, is why, yeah. I'm like, why that's like, how do you do that? Like, that's kind of he's, he's a very talented kicker and everything. But <clears> so th- those are the things I'm looking at when I'm watching special teams. I'm watching to see. You know, hey, is the snap clean? Is he able to take a step and make make a clean hit? Uh, which the first one, like a little bit off, not bad, but just a little bit off, that made him hesitate a little mm-hmm. bit. And then the second one, he is avoiding the block for the return. So, yeah. Like, I mean, Got so, it. Yeah, Got so it. like if you get if you get that guy down, if someone touches that guy when he jumps over, just touches him, it's an illegal play. You you get a first, automatic first down. But you gotta yeah. you gotta be trained to do that. There's no one being trained to do that because no one really jumps over the line anymore. Well, especially because they've changed the rules and how you are allowed yeah, to. As, and as able long to as you do don't that. touch anybody, right? Yes. Which is and that's, there, there are some, very hard to do. <laughs> there are some athlete. Well, I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna say anything. It's well. okay. I'm the not, internet I'm, is all. Not, Giants not, TikTok not, has seen well, my lack of a vertical. I'm not gonna say anything about your vertical, Matt. <laughs> but like now, now, now there are guys that can actually jump over the line yeah. and not touch them with their vertical. I know the box jump. If you're jumping like 48 inches or, or better, you can definitely jump over the line. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome insight. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thanks I for the call, Tony. No problem. Appreciate you. 201-939-4513. Great call from Tony. Uh, Giants fans, Giants official connected TV streaming app, Giants TV, brings original video content and game highlights on demand 
and direct to Big Blue fans, Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV and the Giants mobile app. Uh, it's a good point that you made, Howard. I mean, it, not just in football, but in life. It's what my dad always says to me. He's like, you got to learn how to take a hit sometimes, you know? <laughs> Things don't always fall your way, and you got to learn how to adjust and maneuver and... Much like in life, in football, you got to learn how to take a hit. Everyone's got a plan until they get hit in the face, like Mike Tyson would say. Yeah. And so, and there's a lot to be said about watching it. Like, I can watch football and be like, oh, wow, that guy makes it look easy. Just, mm -hmm. you know, popping right back up after getting pummeled by a 300-pound dude. I, you know, some of these receivers are my weight, my size. Well, not quite mine, but, you know, like still. Uh, I'm and not gonna say a word. I don't know. You I'm a tall. Really, you really are just reaching today. I like that. <laughs> I'm tall. I'm big. Okay. I'm for a girl. Okay. You know. Anyway, but I cannot imagine like watching it and being like, oh yeah, that's fine, and then going out and executing it. You need to kind of learn how to take that impact. It, it's it's like leverage your body, yeah. your ligaments, and everything. You strengthen them when you do certain things, and then when you're getting touched and pushed and leaned on, you only have so many reps. I get. I, I agree. You only have so many reps, but when you're making the muscles around that movement, right. it's kind of like. A young lady, when she goes from being like 11 to 12, she always, you know, hurts her knee in, in a lot of sports. That's that's a major injury, injury in girls' sports. You have to train her legs and her knees, like re, like almost like a rehab, so when she gets to that age and that starts to happen, it won't happen to her. And that's like, people don't think that way. Yeah. And so, like, you got guys that are out here, okay, I'm going to... I'm running a four, three, nine, forty. I'm blowing it up, and then you make okay. I'm gonna change direction. Well, that is not how you run a four, three, nine, changing direction. Right. That's straight ahead speed. If you have to put your foot in the ground and change direction, you put a lot of stress on things. If you're backing up and you're like trying to really back up to get away from somebody, things snap. Yeah. If you, you it's just you just gotta be practicing it, practicing the. The angles, the position, the feel, the entire time. But to Tony's point, too, I mean, the Giants are not the only team in the NFL that practices this way. I mean, there are very few teams that do practice with more physicality. There, there, there are team. There are a lot of teams that practice with a lot more physicality. Okay. There are a lot yeah. of teams that are that they get after it a little bit more, and those teams don't have as many injuries. And I'm, and that's not that I want our guys to practice harder or anything like that, but. They, you know, they some teams are going trying. They can't go all the way back, mm -hmm. but they go as close as they can get mm -hmm. because they're trying to, you know, sim simulate more football related football practice, yeah. not just plays and stuff. We're trying to simulate more practice that way, uh, and I think the Giants will start leaning in that direction as as it goes on because it's just harder and harder to do because. Guys are getting too hurt too easily. Well, and it's a catch-22, right? You're getting hurt playing the game, so you mm -hmm. feel like, okay, let's be a little bit lighter in practice because we want to protect. And then you get, you know, hurt I, I more to, because of that. Yeah. I mean, it's like the same with NBA load management, right? It, no, you got to play. Jordan was great for a reason. Played yeah. every night. Exactly, exactly. 201-939-4513 yeah. mm -hmm. is the phone number. Let's go back to the phone lines. John in Staten Island, you're on the line with Madeline and Howard on Big Blue Madeline Kickoff Live. Island. Hi, um, hi guys. I uh, I just wanted to keep on this topic of the injuries for a second. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that is of deep concern to me is the fact that we not only had a lot of injuries this year, mm -hmm. but we've had we lead the league in injuries over the last ten years. So I I think that it's time to put a plan in place to copy or steal 
some of the things that the other teams are doing and finding out who the least injured team is <laughs> and maybe looking at what they're doing uh, that's different than what we're doing. That's, I, that's one. Yeah, I think they're a little bit snake bit. I don't want to say it like like that, but it, that just it's just a, a for, Daniel Jones got hurt in in in, in Vegas. That's a natural grass field. Yeah. Right. So like that had nothing to do with over the ten years. Like it's not it's it's nothing specific you can draw on. It's not like I said. There's nothing that you can get to tell. Like uh, Andrew Thomas got hurt the first time. He pulled a hamstring because he was sprinting at full speed to try to catch right. the guy who blocked. Right. You can't prevent that. You, you know, like it, you can prevent that by blocking him so he doesn't block the kick, but. The sprint of a of a man that size, yeah. That that he, he you're bound to get hurt in that situation. Um, the, the the I think John Michael Schmitz was out for a while with a shoulder. I think well, that was after the touch right. push. Yeah, and, and Saquon makes a cut, twists his ankle and a tackle. So he's down. Like that's not stuff that we can quote unquote. You can't fix that. That's just part of the part of the problem of the game is that you're going to get banged up. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get nicked up. And it's your availability is your greatest asset when you're playing, especially when you're a starter. So, absolutely, yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Where I take exception is the fact that we're one of 32 teams. So mm-hmm. that's a pretty big sample size, and we're looking over 10 year period, which is a pretty big sample size. Right. And if I'm a business owner and I see those will last in two in two important areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have to take a hard look at that. Well, I'll I'll go all the way back to Coach Coughlin and before Coach Coughlin. Before Coach Coughlin right. came in, the little space they had between I, he was talking about, it's a shame that these guys are always injured and we're going to change that. And right. They kept, I remember that. Yeah, I remember and, and that. they mm-hmm. played pretty well. They kept the offensive line pretty much intact, but there were still injuries around you know, players. There were certain players that went out and everything, but they but they could manage because the the main guys didn't get injured. And that and he just right. was he just was very fortunate that his main guys never got injured. And think about it. I mean, uh, and Daniel Jones is a big, tough, strong kid. I mean, big dude. He he. You know, you see him like man, that, man, that guy's run. That's why he's running the ball and running over people and and all this stuff. But it, part of it is you you put your body at risk. And you look at Eli, you think, well, well, Eli's just a big, tall guy, but he's not like a big, tall guy. He's just a tall guy. And you start thinking, certainly not fast. Definitely not fast. (laughs) And then at the end, but at the end of the day, he, he, you know, he played. He didn't come off the field. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. I used to hear this all the time about, oh man, we got to find a guy. Eli's just horrible. Eli this and Eli that. And I used to laugh. I'm like, do you realize this guy plays every down? Get the, he he oh. does he does the famous roll over and when a guy rolls over and does that push up instead of just getting up off the ground that means he's hurt and he would get up catch his breath and go back in for another play so that's just that's just you know two different eras two different guys two different ways they were trying to do it and when I hear people talk about oh well Eli was this Eli was that I'm like <laughs> Eli answered the bell. And that's hard. And that's hard to do. And and believe me, that's hard to do. You don't know how many surgeries he probably had in the off season because he never talked right. about it. You don't know how many things he had to fix in the off season because he didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. He just went ahead and played and took what he got and came back with it. A lot like what Daniel does. Daniel doesn't talk about his injuries. People call, ask him about them constantly. But he's like, yeah, you know, I think I'm getting better. I'm progressing. Uh, yeah. Did you break your neck or did you hurt your neck? 
uh, it's not really the same injury. I think I'm getting better. I'm progressing. Like that. That's all yeah. he said the and entire time. And all he time. says is, I'm doing what I can to get back on the field yeah. on Sunday because that's where he wants to be on the right. field. This is a I, tough guy. And 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 I am a believer in Dana Jones. I, I don't believe that the Giants' woes uh, start and end with Daniel Jones. They start and end in other places. Mm-hmm. One of the other places, one of my other concerns, is our failure to, to bring along uh, offensive linemen and to in general, bring along players, uh, to players improving from the beginning of the season to the end of the season and from their first year to their second year. I think one of the reasons I was so disappointed in Joe Judge was because educationally, he, he was very close to a doctorate in education, and he couldn't, he couldn't teach the offensive linemen how to, how to block a Dallas stunt. We've been watching this since Eric Flowers. Nobody knows how to block a stunt. Well, some guys, some guys, like I said, Moe's and Joe's are what you're looking at. I think that some guys have, have elevated their games. I think that Andrew mm-hmm. Thomas from, from year one to year two to where he's now, he's a pro bowler. I think that Evan Neal started out banged up and a little sore, and as he came back from those injuries, he was playing better. He looked like, I think, okay, we're looking good. Joe Michael Schmitz, is, he's playing better every game, and some of the competition is getting better against him, but he's playing better. He'll be stronger and even better next year. The question you have is like, are our guards going to be good enough? And 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 you know, Brennison is playing good, and now we have Pew in there. And you're going to be asking that when the season's over, are those guards going to be good enough? Are we going to be able to grow with our guards? Are we going to be able to grow with other backup linemen to go? Are we going to be able to get another guy to stand beside Dex, uh, uh, sexy Dexy to to rush the passer and take on and take on and take on the the run? You're you're, you're looking at at things and trying to we're looking at things trying to figure out. Adoree Jackson, are they going to be able to keep him another year? Or are they going to have to, like, is one of these young corners going to step up and be the next guy? Those things happen year in and year out. Uh, the injuries happen because they happen. But, you know, when I look at the team, I look at, you know, you're, you're looking at one, two, three, three, like two, two or three positions that could really shore things up and give guys a better chance. Uh, I forgot. Uh, and you know, we, we talk about this, but we don't really think about it. What's going to happen with Saquon after the season? Exactly. You know that that's. I mean, that's, they could just go. Huge. It could be right back to where could we be, were. It could be, be right back to the franchise yeah, tag. We could be franchise tagging. He could like uh, someone could offer him to get him out of here. Like, there's a lot going on. So, mm-hmm. like, it's it's a good it's a good conversation to have. But you know, for now, like I said, they gotta find who can who wants to not who wants to but who can stay with the team longer because they have to quote unquote. Find ways to play. Find ways to make plays. Hey, look, if we if we're in a situation where we call on you, you have to be able to play. Mm-hmm. And I always go back to my rookie year. We were playing the Chargers. Uh, there was Moat. There was Bavaro. I was the third guy. I was the move guy. I was like, man, this is cool. I get in the game. I'll get like seven or eight plays. That's it. The uh, first quarter, you know, halfway through, Bavaro goes down. I'm like, okay. So, well, you need to play the, the you know the backup tight end. I'm like, okay, well, Zeke plays this. I got it. I can play the backup mm-hmm. play. I know all the plays. I got them. Then two plays later, Zeke goes down. Okay, now you're the starting tight end. You know all the plays, right? I'm like, yeah, I know all the plays. And you just have to play. And that's just, Howard, if it's we, just different. If we had you and Zeke Moat and Mark Bravaro, things would be very different. Yeah, we wouldn't be throwing the ball all over the field. <laughs> <laughs> If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, every day would be Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great job, guys. Love the Giants. I'll be rooting for them Sunday, no matter what. Exactly. Um, 
Thanks so much okay. for the call, John. Appreciate you. John in Staten Island. Always, always a pleasure. Always yeah, a pleasure. He believes, he believes in, in Daniel. He wants Daniel yeah. to succeed, and he's like trying to figure out what what the issue is with the team and where where they feel like their issues are. I don't think the team has like the issues like everybody thinks they have. I think that they just need to, you know, try to close the talent gap year in and year out. And even, right. and unfortunately, at this point in the season, we're talking about talent gap. Well, and you look at last season too. At the end of last year, that was the very first thing Joe Shane said at the postseason press conference. You know, the general manager saying we need to close the talent gap, especially in the division, because as as good of a season as the Giants had going Mm -hmm. to the playoffs winning a playoff game they still just won one game in the division and that's where you 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 know you get your bread buttered and so if the Giants you know they've matched that already this year they beat Washington in week seven Mm -hmm. one game in the division that's where you really need to prioritize closing the talent gap the rest of the stuff will kind of take care of itself if that happens yeah um but you that's a big gap between Giants and 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 Eagles Giants and maybe Cowboys like if, every, if everybody's if everybody's point. healthy, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it, we have to take a real look at it. But if everybody's not healthy, huh? Interesting, and that's oh. what we've been looking at. Absolutely, and of course, you know, there's a lot of injuries that we'll continue to monitor this mm-hmm. week as we head into the Week 11 matchup with Washington in Washington. Yep. A lot of significant ones to keep our eyes on. Uh, is there one that stands out to you that's most important? Imperative? I think I think that the, uh, if Schmitz. And Bredesen and Pugh have a good game. It will help everybody else have a really good game. Okay. I think if those three guys in the interior line can find a way to keep those guys off the run game, to keep them off the quarterback a little bit, I think that will pick up and make a big difference. I'm also interested to see if if Cager and 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 Bellinger can have a bigger role, you know, in, in the passing game because. The, you know, a young quarterback needs people closer to him to get involved. Yeah. And those guys will be the closest two guys to him. Get some of those short yardage plays mm-hmm. going, get some yards after the catch going, yeah. all that good stuff. And especially, you know, the commanders, that after getting rid of Chase Young and Montez Sweat at the trade deadline, you know, they've um, fallen to 31st in points, 29th in yards allowed, mm-hmm. at least 29 points and 374 yards given up in two of the last three games. That's all um, great, but we don't score a lot of points. Right. So... <laughs> If there is a game, yes. if there is a game in which that this is within the realm of possibility, can we pull two halves of the Arizona game out? The second half, two two second halves of the Arizona. You're game. You're trying to get them to go for sixty. I'm trying to get them to go for sixty. <laughs> I take it. You know, one, I would take it for one game. Don't have no in your heart. <laughs> Anything is possible so you're here. Saying there's a chance. What was all that one in a million talk? Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's been our show today, ladies and gents. Appreciate you all tuning in, listening to us for Howard Cross. I'm Madeline Burke. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Big Blue Kickoff Live, which is part of the Giants podcast platform everywhere, giants.com slash podcast. Like, comment, subscribe, let us know what you think below, and we'll see you next time.